All right. Hey, everybody. It looks like we got our chance to uh, do something we were doing a few times this year with Canadians. Uh, we got uh, Parker Eels all the way out in uh, Maple Ridge, B.C., did his first ever Supercross at the uh, in Seattle this past weekend. Parker, man, how you doing? I'm doing really good, actually. Uh, definitely uh, pretty sore today, pretty tired. You know, it was a pretty big weekend for a guy like me, you know. Just uh, <laughs> had a long day at work today, so... Uh, you know, didn't get much recovery in, but, you know, it was good. Uh, yeah, feeling good about everything, for sure. All right. Now, I always think it's funny when I talk to a top 10 pro guy in Canada and I have to ask what they do for a job, but uh, what is it you do for a 9 to 5 or a 5 to 9? I uh, I work in the excavation industry, so all the civil and residential construction. We do all, like, the dirt work and utilities and services and all that, so I'm a foreman, actually, so oh. I got to... I got a bit of responsibility during the day, so it uh, definitely makes things tough with racing, but, you know, we make it work. So, yeah, that's what I do for my 7 to 5. Oh, okay. So you walk around with a white hat on or what? Uh, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, we've been joking about this. We're getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of content out of this. The whole Crossroads thing, you, Davey, Sean Moffenbeier, guys are talking about being at Crossroads in your career, Keelan Meston. And then you go and you show up at uh, the number one series in the world, so that uh, didn't seem like much of a crossroads, man. What, uh, when the heck did you decide to go do uh, Supercross? Yeah, it definitely isn't much of a crossroads. That was <laughs> a little bit of a joke that myself, uh, Kyle, and Davey, and Moff, and Keelan had going, just about, <laughs> uh, you know, when things weren't going well, we, you know, we said we are at the crossroads. But yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I went uh, riding where it was a couple months ago down south with Davey and Kyle for a weekend and uh, Kyle Springman. And, you know, we joked about maybe doing some supercross, myself and Davey actually, but uh, his ankle, I think, ended up bugging him more than he thought it would have. So, yeah, we joked about maybe doing some supercross. Then I uh, was fortunate enough to go to California for a couple of weeks where I saw you. Right, right. And uh, I was able to watch San Diego and – Anaheim three and I definitely paid a lot more attention to practice and all that and everything and I was like you know what I think this would be something cool that I could do and I think if I uh, got a little bit of practice I could be safe and actually be somewhat decent at it and you know I figured it'd be cool to see what it was all about without um, just fully committing to a whole like West series and all that and going down, trying to go down South for months to get training in and have no idea what it's all about. I figured if I could get a couple days in and race a local one, that's only two and a half hours from my house. I figured I'd do it. Why not? Right. Right. Yeah. I guess it would have that local feel. You're loading up the vehicle, heading down for just the weekend as opposed to kind of crisscrossing all over. But so at that point, uh, when you guys were watching, when I saw you down there in California, there was a chance Davey was going to race at that point too. We, I mean, no, I don't think at that point, it was more in December when we had our little weekend oh, okay. trip. We had talked, we had kind of had talked about it. Oh, it'd be cool for myself and David to, you know, team up a bit and maybe do a couple rounds. But I think he, uh, that ankle injury that he had at the end of 2020 is, uh, was bothering him a bit more than it had before. So I think right. he was, uh, and I, also he actually had a, I think a week after that, uh, weekend we went away he had a pretty bad crash at one of our local spots and lacerated his liver i think it was so he actually had to take three months off the bike so yeah that kind of took the whole supercross thing right out of the question right right <laughs> yikes yeah that'll uh yeah that'll do it <laughs> all right now now um yep. this was your first ever going down to uh race the the top series down there now i know you, you looked i've seen you race some arena cross i mean you did uh, future west you kind of did some of that you did the gopher dunes ones 
But that uh, that's basically your extent of Supercross, right? How, what, what the heck did you do to prepare? And was your bike ready suspension-wise? Like, what did you do to get ready? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a bit of arena cross background with our Future West series and all that. I mean, I've been racing that for the past three or four years. And then I've done a bit of the – I did the Supercross for Triple Crown at the end of 2021 at Gopher. I mean, it was only two rounds, but that gave me a bit of experience. Um, other than that, when I was in California for two weeks, I, uh, I got some supercross suspension done by direct suspension in Calgary. Uh, Kale Foster did it and, uh, I rode two days at Hemet supercross and, you know, kind of dialed myself in and the bike in as best as I could. And yeah, pretty much went from there and had, I mean, I had those two days at Hemet, maybe three days at, uh, kind of a hybrid arena cross super crossy style track in southeastern washington uh, at horn rapids mx but yeah that's pretty much all the prep i got in for supercross wow how was it for you i mean obviously with the suspension being so much stiffer was uh, cornering tougher jumping how did you pretty noticeable difference oh no yeah for sure definitely having a, that super stiff suspension i mean it's really good for the jumps and when you overshoot stuff and those trannies for how tight they are and everything but definitely makes the the corner in a little different with the chop and all that but you know it was good we made it work and yeah the bike worked awesome all right now how how did you uh, make this all happen i mean who helped you out like i know obviously kyle springman was there with you he was sending us photos throughout the night so that was fun to be able to kind of keep up with uh, what how you're doing how your night was progressing and stuff but who else kind of helped you make this all happen yeah i definitely had some good help i would say kyle springman was probably one of the biggest helps with it all actually you know we used his van that he had and he came down a couple days early with me we went pra uh, practice at this small little track in washington and you know he was there spinning the wrenches you know walk making sure i uh did everything right and yeah you know he was a big help with everything um i had big help from maskell's collision and glass they're a close friend of mine uh, body shop in abbotsford bc and uh had some help from all my other sponsors, uh, Whole Shot, Motorsports, Fox Canada, 100%, Matrix, all those guys. But yeah, for the most part, um, it was on myself, you know. That's usually how it is when we want to do things like that. You know, the the 9 to 5 job covered pretty much all of it from the hotels to the fuel to the insurance, the entry fees, all the licensing and all the all the good stuff, you know. Actually, we uh, let, let's quickly mention on that. How did that go for you? I mean, you're racing the 450 class. How easy was that to get the you know authorization from the CMA, FIM, and stuff to be able to do that? It uh, it was pretty easy, I thought. I mean, there was a lot to it with all the. I mean, you got to get a CMA license, an FIM license, an international Supercross license, and uh, all that stuff. But I mean, they approved me right away. I think it's a lot easier when you're an international rider than if For you're sure. an American rider trying to get a 450 license without riding the 250 class. So yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I mean, there's a lot to it. But yeah, no, it seemed pretty smooth for the most part. Okay, because I know for, you know, in years past, it was a little trickier to go straight to the 450 class. You, you know, normally it'd have to be 250 to get some experience and stuff. But I guess that's changed. Nice. Yeah, it seems like it's changed. I mean, yeah, I definitely heard a couple of years ago it was a bit different, but I think uh, they've changed the rules in the last couple of years. So yeah, no, okay. it wasn't that. It wasn't too hard at all. Awesome. Okay. Well, when did when did you head down? You went down, like you say, you went the Thursday. You did some some riding at Horn Rapids and stuff. Like, did you get down there in time for like did you see press day and all that kind of stuff? What did, what did you do? Yeah. So we did the uh, 
Corn Rapids is about six and a half hours away. So Kyle and I, uh, we left at, I think, five o'clock Thursday morning, pinned it to Horn Rapids, did a couple motos. We actually saw Ryan Lockhart, Lockhart there putting in some, uh, put some, some motos with his family and everything oh. on the outdoor track. And yeah, spent a couple hours there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we drove back to Bellevue where our hotel was and made it to Seattle, got the bike kind of ready, washed it all up and yeah, stayed the night Thursday and went to the track on uh, Friday and got all set up, went through tech and all the good stuff and uh, watch, uh, watch everyone do press and tried to learn a couple things. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, I got to ask, at what point did you start getting nervous for this whole thing? Man, I was nervous in December when we uh, <laughs> joked about doing it. No, uh, yeah, I would say definitely the week of it was a little nerve-wracking. And then practicing Thursday, I just wanted to get through it and get a couple good motos in and make sure it was all good. And, yeah, definitely going out for the first practice on Saturday, I uh, was really, really nervous because uh, I knew I hadn't really ridden anything like that at all. So, uh, you know, tried to go into it with an open mind and, yeah, I was nervous pretty much until it was over Saturday night after that uh, LCQ. <laughs> Jeez. Well, it's funny because, I mean, you know, we people sitting on their couches at home or even watching in the stands, you wa- you know, you're watching these top guys in the world, and they make it look so easy. But then when you get out there, and, I mean, you obviously know being a rider about to do it, you must have, I mean, the transitions and having to do those on-offs and stuff like that, like it, to hit those rhythms, it's not as easy as they make it look. So, I mean, you must have been, uh, I mean, that's that's the concern, right, heading in? Yeah, for sure. Those guys, uh, they make it look way too easy, and it's uh, pretty crazy how good they are and how they're able to do that. But yeah, no, it's uh, nothing like you see on TV with how rutted it gets and how steep the transitions are and how close everything is. You're pretty much, you're tripling, and then you're landing in ruts, and you're taking off in ruts, and as soon as you land, you're taking off again to do another (laughs) triple. So no, it's definitely not, the TV doesn't do it justice. It's pretty crazy how it is and especially being in the 450 class and in the the b practice you're the last guy out there so the track definitely changes a lot from the first 250 practice to our practice so yeah no it definitely adds a whole nother factor with all the holes and the ruts up the faces and all that and i mean just doing those rhythms to begin with is very new to a, a guy like me and then adding in the peg dragging rats up the faces and everything definitely <laughs> makes it a, a little difficult for sure <laughs> and then yeah trying to go fast on it right i mean it's one thing to just clear the obstacles but then to actually try to get a pace going you got lucky with the uh the number the entry numbers so that's uh you kind of picked the right one to do anyway right yeah no definitely got pretty lucky with that i mean i uh i kind of that was yeah i knew that seattle would be a little bit lower numbers and you know i thought it would be not that I was banking on there was going to be 40 guys and I would make it in no problem, but I mean, it definitely made it well worth it. Um, that, you know, made it in the night show and everything. And right. I mean, I didn't, I got a little, I had a pretty big crash actually the first lap of qualifying and didn't have a clutch the whole qualifier. So I didn't get a good lap in that one. And then I ended up putting a decent time in, in the second qualifier to, I think I got qualified 37th or 38th. And my time was, pretty good compared to what the other guys did because they didn't seem to get that much faster in qualifier two so i mean i think if i had put ridden like i did in qualifier two and qualifier one i actually would have been closer to like the 32 33 34 position so i felt like i actually fit in oh nice okay all right well let's let's kind of go through your day there i mean you get there i mean it's uh the first thing did you get any sleep friday night by the way before we went to talk about track walk (laughs) 
Surprisingly, I did. Yeah, I think oh, I got a good nine hours. That's what the watch said. So you know, I think uh, it was it was better than I thought. <laughs> wow. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So then you uh, morning of you head down there track walk. Uh, who did you do the track walk with, and uh, how did that go when you took a you know got a look at track level of what everything was about to happen? Yeah, I did the track walk with uh, Colin Jurin and Chance Blackburn. Uh, those two guys have been came pretty close with and you know they were definitely a big help because they both have uh, a lot of supercross experience so uh, you know they pointed a couple things out that obviously i don't think i would have saw myself so yeah did the track walk with them they helped me out a bunch and you know definitely uh, it's definitely a different different uh view of everything obviously when you're right on the floor i mean i had a good luck friday during press from the stands but as soon as you get on the floor and you're actually walking up and down the jumps it's, uh, it's a lot different than you think right now where people uh, i know when i go to do track walk everybody kind of hangs out of the whoops and you kind of sometimes there's two sets of whoops which is uh, they haven't done that in a while but what uh how were the whoops this weekend were guys saying they were easier worse better how how was the thoughts on the whoop section um they were really long those guys said yeah it's definitely a long one of the longest sets there was I and mean, okay. they weren't the biggest from what i heard I mean, to me, they were pretty big because I've never hit whoops that size. I mean, the biggest ones I've hit are probably go for doing Supercross, and they were probably about half of that. <laughs> um, yeah, they were really long. They weren't very steep on the faces. They were pretty round, but they were pretty far apart from the sound of things. So, And um, obviously walking them, I felt how soft they were, and I knew by the time 450B practice came around, they would be all cupped out. So, yeah, you know, had a quick glance at them and, I knew there'd be nothing like that by the time we got out there, so I didn't really stress about that too much because what can you do really, right? Right, true, true. Now, had you um, hit jumps where you basically can't see the landing and you're just looking at a big face, you come out of a corner and you got to clear a you know, 70-foot triple, and were you comfortable with that when you got out there? Um, yeah, the triple and the finish line and all that were I was totally fine with because I had, uh, I mean, I felt like the triple that we had at the Gopher Supercross was pretty much the same. Honestly, I right. think that one was a little sketchier. And then, I mean, the doubles are pretty basic. But, yeah, there, I mean, a couple of the rhythms. Um, there was a – it was a two-table over single, three-three. That one wasn't too bad. And then coming the other way, there was a pretty big three in the middle that you couldn't really see the landing. You had to time pretty good. So that was a little nerve-wracking. But, I mean, I tried to get everything out of the way by the third lap. <laughs> free practice right right hey now what just um did you hang out for uh, riders meeting and stuff just stand around in there and kind of hang out yeah i hung out for a little bit for sure <laughs> okay all right well let's um let's talk about that now let's talk about you finally get out there let's talk let's kind of go through the actual race day now so free practice um that did you get through that was that before the crash what uh, how was free practice for you uh free practice went really good actually i was surprised on how good it went i mean i got all the jumps and rhythms out of the way probably by lap three or four that i mean that i knew that i needed to do i wasn't doing any quads or any big three ons or anything but i i did all the jumps that pretty much like guys like myself and 10 positions ahead of me were doing so yeah i mm -hmm. got that out of the way and it went pretty good i mean i pumped up a little bit after about uh, three quarters of the way in but no it was good i i was pretty happy with it for sure Right, right. Hey, I just thought of a question here I want to ask you. Who, um, looking back, who gave you the best advice heading into this day? Definitely Colin Duran, for sure. We had uh, we'd actually been practicing the last couple, last the weekend before, and I uh, hung out with him all weekend and, you know, asked a bunch of questions, and he was uh, extremely supportive about it all, and he seemed pretty stoked that I was doing it. So, yeah, no, he was a uh, huge help for everything, for sure. <laughs> 
That's awesome. And you know, you got some, uh, they were doing some, I don't know, some cutaway kind of thing and the race day live and stuff. And, and then all of a sudden the camera was showing you for a full lap. And I'm like, oh my God, they're showing Parker and they're not talking about it. And finally Dan Hubbard just comes back and goes, oh, there's, uh, there's Parker. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, as soon as the practice was over, someone sent it to me over Instagram and Facebook and all that. And that was actually one of my better laps. So I thought I actually uh, looked half half decent that for once. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't say your last name. He didn't say where you're from. I actually messaged uh, uh, Daniel Blair saying, this, he's the only Canadian there. It's his first one. And I don't know if they ever if you ever saw it or if they ever mentioned it or not. But anyway, it was kind of funny. They were showing you and doing something else. I'm like, oh, they're finally showing him. And, oh. <laughs> yeah, at least they got me on a good lap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, so between uh, free practice and obviously the troubles you had in the first qualifier of two, did you make any bike changes? What did you What did you work on between? Uh, no, I didn't do any bike changes. Pretty much left it exactly how it was. I honestly felt like it felt pretty good. I mean, I made it through the whoops pretty good i felt like and that was kind of one of the bigger things and everything else felt good so yeah no no bike changes just you know got the nerves out of the way and started thinking about the next one okay so then you, you obviously had that trouble you said you, you crashed had no clutch in the first qualifier didn't get a good lap in had to go out and the track was beat to crap for the uh, second one fortunately everybody made it through with the numbers that were there but uh, were you thinking i mean obviously we talk about your you're in heat race number one way on the outside i mean did you know how important getting a good qualifying time was or you what were you what were you thinking of yeah i mean obviously a better time means a better gate pick but i mean with how everything went i honestly just wanted to go out there and put some good laps in and hit all the rhythms that i thought i needed to hit and i honestly didn't really think about the times because i knew that would uh, i mean i did and that's i think all i was thinking about when i crashed in the first qualifier so yeah no between the second qualifier Kyle had some good advice don't even think about the times just go out there and treat it as a you know any other day you're riding and just try to put solid laps in and you know try and be as safe as possible and have some fun right right I mean is that was that kind of what you were telling yourself like I, I mean it's a race but it's your first one you just kind of want to get your feet wet try it out were you kind of telling yourself okay let's just do this I'm not you know in your head you're not going I got to get top 15 I got to get top 20 you know what I mean were you just what was your mindset like were you just like you said having some fun yeah, no, for sure. That was definitely more my mindset than, you know, oh, I got to be top 25 or top 30 or whatever. I definitely, I didn't want to make my situation an excuse with pretty much having never, ever ridden an actual supercross track <laughs> and only having like four days on a hybrid kind of arena cross <laughs> style track. So I didn't want to use that as an excuse, but I mean, yeah, the biggest thing was just going out there and obviously getting my feet wet and seeing what it was all about and trying to ride as best as I could and you know, that was pretty much it. That's kind of how I approached the entire weekend. Right, for sure. Okay, so now you're in heat one um, out there, uh, way on the outside, gate drops. Obviously, you didn't get a good you didn't get a good start from way out there. It was pretty much impossible. But uh, take us through heat one, your race there. How did it go for you? Yeah, no, definitely didn't get the best to start. I mean, I looked up in the first corner and the number one was right in front of me. So that was kind of a cool feeling. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely didn't get the best start. I... Uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of ha all right with where I started because I knew I wasn't going to have a bunch of guys blowing by me and I could just kind of focus on hitting all the jumps and the whoops and everything and putting in some consistent laps. And I actually, I thought the heat race went pretty good. I put in some pretty decent laps. I mean, I got lapped, I think, with the with the last lap to go. So 
that one kind of I didn't do that good in the last lap but I mean for the most part I was actually really happy with the heat race I put it in some better times I actually put in a a lot quicker time than my qualifying time which was good so I mean it's definitely getting comfier with every lap so yeah no the heat race was actually pretty good I was happy with it Okay, now they uh, they unfortunately didn't show you, and I wasn't there on the track like normal. But uh, so, were you in some battles? Were you uh, what? Were, what was your actual race like? Were you by yourself, Dyson? What were you doing? Um, I wasn't really uh, battling with anyone. I was more just kind of just on the rear wheel of like the three or four guys in front of me. Just kind of, oh uh, yeah, I pretty much had a good view of what they were doing and i just yeah i was by myself for the most part i mean at the end um 726 on the two stroke was not too far in front of me so that was kind of cool and <laughs> stank dogs so yeah no i was pretty much by myself and yeah there was about four or five guys in front of me right there but uh yeah couldn't make anything happen i was just doing my laps and riding my own race pretty much okay so then obviously you know you're gonna have a bad gate pick for the lcq so at that point were you, was there any thoughts of, you know, maybe I could get top four, or was this, again, go out, get some experience, and kind of move forward that way? Or what, uh, LCQ, what were you thinking? Um, yeah, no, after I looked at the times from the heat race, and, I mean, my times improved, and I was actually a lot closer to the guys ahead of me. So I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I could get closer to maybe, like, top ten in the LCQ or something like that. I mean, getting that top four, you know, would be pretty uh, – unreal and probably would have required a little bit of luck honestly but yeah no i just didn't get the best i mean yeah didn't get that good of a start obviously and then yeah just pretty much i just pretty much rode my race from there i knew obviously i wasn't getting anywhere close to that top four and everything so i you know kind of just treated it as getting more laps and you know having some fun right 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 did you have any sketchy moments or was it all right Honestly, the only sketchy moment I had was that crash in the first qualifier. Other than that, for the most part, everything, I didn't really, I mean, a couple times overshot some rhythms into the ruts and missed a few triples here and there. But, yeah, no, nothing too crazy, nothing that really scared me, to be honest. All right. Well, you made it through it, right? I mean, this is uh, obvious. It's also the only time we're going to be able to talk about your first ever Supercross. So, I mean, you did it. You made it through it. Um, I mean, yeah, you got to be happy. What uh, You said you're sore. <laughs> What's sore on you? Oh, the lower back, I, uh, when I crashed there, I came up pretty short on, into the face of one of the jumps. So, you know, I pretty much came to a dead stop. So, yeah, pretty much the whole body sore, but the lower backs took the brunt of it. Okay, I was going to say, being tall like you are and getting older like you are, the, the lower back, is it's not going to get any easier for you. No, definitely not. Definitely getting really old these days. So, yeah, definitely <laughs> feel the lower back every day. <laughs> How old are you now, Parker? 22. You're only 22. You're not old. Old. See, that's the funny thing, right? When you're tall, young, people think you're older than you are. Yeah, no, definitely get mistaken for being like 26, 27, but yeah, 22. So, Jeez. still got a couple more years before the real crossroads. So, I was gonna say, you're not at crossroads, you're, you're, you're full bore. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely like to be, but uh, you know, sometimes you get the thoughts that you should probably just continue working every day and stop spending all your money on this, but. There's also the days where, you know, nothing's better than doing what we get to do. So, yeah, no, that was the crossroads thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, trust me, 22 is not old. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I think that and then I tell myself I, I'm not very old at all. So no. Always good. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's get to the important part now. What uh, I know Courtney Lloyd was, uh, sounds like she threw an after party. <laughs> I was talking to Kyle trying to get him to do an interview with you, a video one. He's like, oh, man, we're on our, we're on our way to the after party. Oh yeah, no. She uh, she had a very nice uh, hotel room where we were staying. And, uh, 
Yeah, she uh, had some familiar faces up there that I hadn't seen in a while. So I know, yeah, a bunch of us had a, had a lot of fun for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Cool, man. All right. Well, I mean, uh, I don't want to keep you much longer here at all, of course, but uh, you kind of alluded to it before that um, you and Davey may be teaming up with some Carlson support. Some uh, Talk about what uh, what's next for you and what the, what the summer's going to look like maybe. Yeah, I know. We definitely, uh, we've been, uh, they've been helping me out with uh, suspension and all that this year and a couple other things. And um, Holshaw actually got rid of their uh, race rig the other day. So oh. we're kind of, um, yeah, we won't be doing that. So I'm kind of, uh, was looking for something for the summer. And obviously Davey and I are pretty close and he usually does it by himself. So we figured uh, why not put our both of our heads together and do it as one. Nice. I mean, Davey's closing in on 20 years of doing this. Yeah, Davey's got the experience that I need. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, you're hoping to team up with Davey in some sort of vehicle and hit the whole series, you're hoping? The motocross at least? Or what are you thinking? Yeah, for sure. Because, uh, yeah, without our whole shot truck and trailer, it's going to be pretty hard to do it um, by myself. But, yeah, I think we're going to team up. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm, I'm definitely doing all the outdoors. I'm probably going to be flying back and forth because i got to work during the week. So. That's usually what it's. That's how it's going to look for me this summer. Okay. Okay. Well, da- what'll Davy do? Davy won't care. He'll stay out all summer. Yeah, I think he. I don't know what Davy's doing. He's uh, he's got a couple things up in the air. So I don't know if he's doing them all or he's doing a couple or this or that. So I might be uh, truck driver slash racer mechanic. Everything flying in and fl- driving to the next round, flying home, going back to work and. Yeah, it's going to be a busy summer for myself. But, yeah, it's kind of all up in the air right now, so I don't know exactly what's going on. Okay, but so so somehow when we end this year, we're leaving here thinking the number 18 is uh, is going to try to make it to all of the motocross rounds. Yes, the number 18 should be at all the motocross rounds. And, uh, yeah, maybe some of the arena cross, supercross at the end of the year. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I'd like to do everything, but definitely CASA costs a couple dollars to do all this stuff so we'll see definitely my focus is the outdoors though right and there could be some uh, some big news coming up for the old uh the supercross arena cross series too so we'll have to wait and see what uh, what happens there but uh well that's awesome uh parker I'm, thanks for taking some time with us dude that's i mean i love i mean sometimes what i don't know just trying to let people get the the vibe and what you were kind of going through and the feeling of it, you know what i mean i mean obviously you're a, a, oh hang on <laughs> <laughs> so busy around the head office here Obviously, I mean, you're a fast racer, so, I mean, it's not like you're, like, oh, scared, but it's, like, it's just cool to get the, it's the first time for at the top, top level. Like you say, you pull into the first turn, you got Cooper Webb right in front of you. You got, uh, who else, who was, who was it that lapped you? Which guy was it that uh, got by you? <laughs> the number 51, Barsha, actually, you know, I definitely, uh, I knew it was him as soon as I heard that bike revving behind me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, cool, man. Well, I know, um, oh, it's only early where you are, but, uh. I don't, you kind of went through some some of your sponsors. I just kind of want to say, do you want to thank them again or thank anybody? Or do you want to thank any people or anything before we let you get out of here? Or do you want to just... Uh... Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I'd love to uh, thank everyone that's been helping me and that's continued to help me. Um, Whole Shop Motorsports, Fusion Graphics, Carlson Racing, Direct Suspension, Fox Canada, Mobius, Matrix Concepts, uh, 100%, Ryan Lockhart, Kyle Springman. Uh, what else we got? Fraser Excavation, uh, Maskell's collision and glass and yeah that's pretty much uh, it's pretty much everyone 
All right. You gonna do any uh, any preseason races? Pardon me, sorry. You gonna do some preseason races out there? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do all of our. I'm not going down south or anything, so I'll be doing our uh, the Future West Outdoor Series. I think there's three rounds we can hit before Kamloops. Gonna be doing those, and then I got a text the other day or today from Colin Jern about possibly doing Salt Lake. So that could be in the air too. Do the oh. last Supercross round, so. It's not too far. For, it's about 12 and a half hours from my house, so that could be in the cards. So, yeah, pretty much can do all the Future West stuff, possibly do Salt Lake, and then maybe a couple uh, Washington uh, local races, the PRO series. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, do Salt Lake. I'll be there for sure. So uh, that'd be good to be see you in person there doing one. Yeah, I mean, I got a little bit more experience now, so I can't see it uh, being much worse than doing Seattle with no prep. So <laughs> might be might go even better. Who knows? <laughs> all right. Well, hey, again, appreciate you taking the time to go through it all. I mean, uh, we hit some pretty good details there, so I appreciate it and hope everybody enjoyed kind of going through your first Supercross with you there. So thank you very much, man, and I will see you hopefully in Salt Lake. If not Salt Lake, I'll see you at Kamloops. Yeah, it was really nice talking to you and uh, happy we were able to do this and I could kind of, you know, tell everyone – how I did it and you know uh, maybe uh, give some other guys some uh, uh, I don't even know how to put it yeah I know yeah the motivation or actually that it can be done without uh, you know I mean suspension is obviously the important part and a little bit of time but it can be done yeah no for sure it can be done you can get your feet wet and kind of see what it's like and not uh, not say go prep down south for three months and then you know you've never done a supercross and you're you know going to Anaheim one and you, you know maybe this isn't for you right so it was right. I think it can be done if you I mean if you ride smart and obviously ride safe and obviously you kind of got to go for it no matter what but yeah no it can definitely be done with not a whole lot of prep for sure right and everybody who hangs them up when they're done looks back and goes man you know what I really should have given it a, at least one try yeah no for sure I definitely didn't want to end my career and not uh, have done that but who knows maybe we'll uh be able to do a west series one day or something like that it definitely might open some doors for something cool like that but we'll see all right well hey man that's awesome thank you very much and um man get some sleep and get to work tomorrow yep that's the plan <laughs> talk to you later okay see you parker thanks a lot bye-bye yeah thank you bye